Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Uh, Some people say that they cannot find a partner after divorce, and uh, I'm going to talk about why that may be and dispel some uh, myths and anxieties that people have about that process uh, right after I tell you to subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was how sulking when you don't get laid is as wrong as sulking if your kids don't listen. So that's a good one and 150 others. Okay, so, um, you know, those are only 25% of my episodes, but they are a big 25%. So that's hours and hours of listening if you guys subscribe, which is, I think, $8.99 a month. Okay, so... A lot of people are staying in bad marriages um, because they think that they can't find anybody after divorce, but forget about those people for now. Let's just direct it to the people that actually say that they cannot find anybody. Like I just saw some Twitter thread or something, some, some th- something was shared where somebody said that it was uh, 20 years they had not been able to find somebody, and, and so they wish that they found that they had stayed with their ex and people in, you know, anti-divorce forums or whatever. We're sharing that as evidence that people should, I guess, just stay married because there are no other human beings out in the world and it's such a desolate landscape, you know, (laughs) which is just certainly not true. But who are the people who cannot find anybody after divorce? They are closed-minded, rigid people. I mean, that's God's honest truth, right? I mean, if you want to find somebody, if you are somebody who wants to give love in a to a human being not just somebody that you make up that's perfect so uh a lot of uh men will only date a woman who looks a certain way and meanwhile they could be attracted to all sorts of women or you know to at least a wider range of women but they will only date a woman that like is a head turner you know when they walk into a room right? Or then some women want to date a man who has like an amazing job, makes a lot of money, right? And um, not just a job that makes money, but, you know, some job that her friends are going to be jealous about. And that brings us to, you know, an interesting point, which is that I've noticed that people who have trouble with um, forming relationships are people who are very anxious and they care a lot about what other people think. They overstate how much people think about them, and they think that people are judging them all the time. And so so therefore, they can only find this perfect partner because they feel that the partner reflects on them. And therefore, if they find a partner that is less than perfect, then they are showing to the world that they are less than perfect. Now, of course, nobody's perfect. But people who are very anxious and image conscious have, have a harder time finding somebody than others. Now, they don't have to... This doesn't have to be image conscious, like somebody who looks like, you know, uh, somebody off of reality TV that looks perfect. And, um, you know, in that way, it could just be somebody who's image conscious in that they want only a person who has the exact same politics and the exact same uh, 
preferences and in every way that their friends will say like is the best person in the world for them and people will be jealous of them for this person. So and, and they have to, you know, they, they don't have to look perfect, but they have to look a certain way. They have to do certain things. People who have a long, long list of these things. I've seen people I have like, like, you know, like Alyssa, like over 20 things, you know, that they would need in a partner. Nobody should have over 20 things unless it's kind of different ways of saying basically alive and kind and honest, you know. I mean, it, you do not need a certain height. You do not need a certain weight. There are large, large ranges of things that could be, you know, really attractive to you. So if you're only dating basically the top 5% of possibilities, then of course you're not going to find anybody, you know? And this is also the same people, by the way, that often have trouble with lots of things, right? They have trouble with their job. They feel that they're not appreciated there, or they may have trouble with friendships and feel that they're not appreciated. There's like kind of this feeling of being, as I call it, a professional victim. And like your your intentions are always so good and you're so hard working, but then somehow things don't work out for you and you do not get a reward commensurate with what you deserve. And the other way of saying this is there's people with narcissistic traits, covert narcissistic traits, you know, that, that just think that they're so awesome. They don't say it like that. They may shit on themselves, but they're doing, they're fishing, you know? So like a woman that says like, oh, I don't know. I guess the guys just aren't attracted to devoted moms. And then it turns out that like they literally can't schedule a date ever <laughs> because they, they will not do it. Any time that makes sense to any other human being, even if the kids are like away on a sleepover, or like doing whatever, those times they're too tired or they have errands or they're meeting up with friends anyway, you know, and so they can only meet somebody for like, you know, a lunch date every other Tuesday at, at 1.15. And then they're like, oh, I guess the guys don't like women that that really care about their kids and put their kids first. No, they don't like difficult, rigid people, right? Or like a guy who says, oh, I guess that, you know, women don't don't really like a hard worker. And he's a guy who's basically puts work above everything. And when you're trying to schedule with him a date, he can only do it like five weeks out. Well, yeah, like that, that, that isn't why. It isn't the hard worker. It isn't the devoted mom, both of which people find appealing. But it's the person who is difficult and puts themselves and their schedule and their preferences on a pedestal versus the other person. Now... You know, some people say, but like, don't guys not want women with kids? I see guys, I mean, first of all, like my husband married me. I have three kids. Um, and you know, I've been divorced and remarried. I assume everybody knows that, but I get new listeners all the time that maybe don't. And everybody I've known that's been divorced is a, that is a woman with kids is perfectly able to date. I mean, it just has nothing to do with anything really. There's these memes, I mean, this isn't something to inspire to, but, you know, there's these memes of like a hot woman with a little kid and the, the caption is, I never knew I wanted to be a stepdad until I saw the twinkle of that boy's eye. And it's like this like little boy, but he's standing next to like a real hot mom. And so that's the joke. But the point is, if a man is attracted to you, he doesn't care if you have kids or not, you know, and many people want to say that that's the reason is that they have kids but the reality is that's not the reason there must be a different reason because plenty of people with kids get remarried all the time most men date age-appropriate women 
sometimes a couple years younger, but it's not usually 20 years younger. It's not usually 10 years younger. It's usually a woman that's basically the same age and same stage. Like goes to like. People like to be known by their partner. You know, and then there's guys that are uh, on the main page of Dr. Psych Mom and, the you know, my Facebook group. No, my Facebook group does not have these guys. These guys are on the main page, not the paid group, which you should all join. Blue subscribe button, $4.99 a month. But the main page is kind of a wasteland. And it has all these guys that are like, oh, it's so hard. Like, you can't get a woman to be interested in you after divorce because, you know, women hate divorced guys with baggage. That's not true. Like, it's just literally not true. If you are a kind, warm, uh, interesting person, and by interesting, I mean, like, you know, like you can communicate with another human being and tell a story or engage, you know, it doesn't have to be that you are world's most interesting man. There are going to be women that want to be with you. People like to pair bond. People like to be in love. You know, if there is truly something, the only other exception is, and that kind of reminded me of it, the only other exception is there are some people that are on the spectrum that find it really hard to connect. And first dates do feel really awkward because they really do not understand kind of small talk and they really need to be coached through stuff like that. In that case, there are people you could work with, your therapist can help you, you know, kind of figure out what you may be doing to turn people off. But if it's you, you kind of know it's you. And that isn't like a dating after divorce thing that it, it kind of, it was the same when you were in your 20s, probably. You know, like it just is hard for you to connect to people. It's hard for you to empathize with people, you know. And so that then it's going to be hard, like relationships will be hard in general, probably. That's why the marriage didn't work out in part, etc. So if you are very bad with social skills and social cues, you know, then that is something that you could be working on and you could be with a therapist or coach that really helps you, you know, kind of understand what it's going to be like on a first date and, uh, and the sorts of things you should say versus not say. And people can learn to be better at those things. It's a skill like any other skill. You can build up social skills. That is, you know, a different sort of situation. And, of course, some people say, what if you're very, very unattractive? If you're very, very unattractive, it's going to be harder for you. Like, that's no no joke. But, you know, most there's a pot for every, there's a cover for every pot is the saying. And especially in the days of dating apps, you're putting your picture out there as long as you have a realistic picture so that people do not meet you. And then it's like what you used to look like 20 years ago or 10 years ago or, you know, whenever. Then you're going to find somebody that thinks that you're attractive. That's just the truth. People date people that they think are attractive. And there's a wide variety of people who are attractive. That's almost anybody's attractive to somebody. Probably everybody's attractive to somebody. So, you know, you just got to find those people. And really, the truth is, you know, you can with with apps. Maybe you couldn't before. If you were in a small town and you were very the least attractive person in a small town, maybe it was hard. It's not like that anymore. You could find thousands of people at your fingertips. So the point being that if there is an issue, it is usually one of two things. Either your your standards are like super perfectionistic and rigid. You put yourself and your 
preferences and your needs above whoever it is that you're even going on a date with, such as being super rigid about scheduling. Sometimes it's that you're ambivalent. I have a whole podcast about that. Like if you're like a single mom that doesn't really want to date, you want to focus on your kids, but you think you're supposed to date. So you kind of basically self-sabotage because you want to spend your time with your kids. That's a situation, but your therapist can help you figure out if that's you. But if the people that are genuinely trying to date You know, I mean, you can. If you can't because you do not know really how to socialize and kind of never did, then there are people who could help you. Dating coaches and therapists, you know, can help you. Therapists are are real good. I look through my, not I look through, but I, I, I am shown my clients dating messages and all that stuff all the time. You know, and and I tell them if they're saying something weird, you know, <laughs> like we say, like was was that a good response or not? As to the people who struggle with that sort of thing, you know, and 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 relationship coaches, people at my practice, anybody can really help you if they're good with people. You can learn how to be better with people from you know in kind of a regular way, the way that you would learn any other skill. But the point that there are like that men don't date single moms, or, like that's just not true, you know. I mean. It's just not, or that women only date rich guys. This stuff isn't true. And why would you think that? Again, because you were raised in a negative home, as I've said in other podcasts, where kind of there was not a lot of trust, there was not a lot of positivity, there was not a lot of optimism. And so now you're taking that kind of pessimistic style forward and applying it to this stage of your life, when in reality, people find dating after divorce generally to be easy, in the age of dating apps, you can you can book yourself a couple of dates a week if you wanted to, any night that you don't have your kids. And the people who have empty nest aged, who are empty nest aged, they can go out any damn night of the week, you know? Are you going to find your soulmate like instantly? Probably not statistically. And, you know, there are many soulmates, quote unquote, in the world, meaning just somebody who you really get along with, who's a good partner for you. But can you find somebody that you enjoy hanging out with? Yes. And if If all your relationships or even early dating stage relationships end up in drama, that's a you problem. And then you want to get into therapy and figure out what you are doing to cause drama because there are no low drama people that just consistently attract high drama people. That's not a thing. It takes two people to create drama. And so if your things turn into drama, then you have to figure out why you owe it to yourself. And only after you do that deep work can you emerge into a place where you can then be a healthier partner. And spoiler, it's because you saw a lot of drama growing up and volatility and chaos, etc., and fighting. All right, well, I hope that this encouraged some of you who are struggling or maybe just encouraged you to be uncomfortable for a moment and think about your own worldview and how it's impacting your success. And then maybe you could work differently, work smarter, not harder. You could go see a therapist. You could read some books about dating. You know, you could actually try to interact in a more open-minded and receptive way and uh, kind of look through some of your your messages or your interactions and, and think, man, did I cut things off at the past because I just kind of closed on this idea that this person wasn't going to be good instead of opening my mind and meeting them? Well, you know, whatever. So point being, it is not as hard as you guys think. And for those of you who it is hard, I gave you some concrete things to try or to think about. And of course, I did find my husband on OkCupid, my second husband. And there were a lot of guys. There's always a lot of guys out there. And I was a single mom um, as well 
or I, I have three kids and people say you can't even date with one kid. You could, you could date, you know, with any number of kids. All right. Talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.